Hashtag SAFM BTH. 12 minutes after 4 o'clock, the 29-year-old who was left stranded in Cambodia after being lured into a job scam is back in the country. When we spoke to him last week, uh, Monday, he was still preparing to come back after his community's intervention. Kolani Fongo was stuck in Asia since November 2022. His community in the Free State raised funds to bring him back after he shared his story. He couldn't share some details when we last spoke to him, citing safety concerns. He is now back in the country and safe. He's now actually sitting somewhere in a car. Kolani, good afternoon. How are you? Hi, Kolani, can you ask? Good afternoon. Uh, Kolani, can you can you yes? Not too sure if Kolani can yes. Okay, we're going to try and see if we can re-establish that line uh, to Kolani Fongo, who is uh, the man who was stuck in uh, Cambodia and trying to come back to South Africa, and he has now returned back to the country. He's also joined there by Neo Tuai, who is a community member who helped raise funds to bring him back home. Neo, can you hear me? Good afternoon. Neo, can you hear me? I can hear you clearly. Okay, good afternoon. While well, we try to establish that line to Kolani, um, quickly tell us about um, the, the, the when you guys found out that Kolani stuck in, um, in Asia and was trying to come back home. How did you guys hear about it? And um, tell us about the concern at the time. Uh, we learned about that via Facebook. Uh, one friend of mine who is Lerato Sekhapani, had shared the story of Kolani. And uh, I advised Lagato that let us open a WhatsApp group and raise funds for Kolani to come back. Recording in progress. Indeed, that was a success. Uh, We started the group on Wednesday. I think it was the 17th of June. By, By Sunday, we had raised it's just above 18,000 bucks. Hello? Yeah, we're still here. Yes. On, on Sunday, we, we, we had raised just about 18,000 rents. And uh, we were in talks with the chairperson who is Kodiletoki was supposed to be on air. Yeah. Uh, he's the chairman of the ANC Lejolobutua region. Kodiletoki gave us a call. And assured that by Monday, 12 o'clock, he would have pledged with 20,000 rent from the African National Congress. Uh, surprisingly and amazingly, Kolile, by 12 o'clock, uh, he deposited the funds. Funds were available. We were then uh, able to assist Kolan. We had to pay his overstay of about 14,200, which we did successfully. Um, then what was left was the flight costs, which we also managed to uh, uh, cover as well, as the African National Congress had assisted to cut very short to the goal. Because you, you will remember that every day after the expiration of the visa, Polani was charged about 10 US dollars per day, which amounts to, due to fluctuation, uh, it amounts from 180 to, 100, uh, to 187 in South African rents. So we managed to cover all those costs. By Monday, we raised just about 40,000. 
Yeah. So uh, yeah, yeah, the campaign was was a success with the assistance of Masilo Nyana residents uh, and other free staters and as well South Africans. Yeah, certainly the campaign has been a success because here is uh, Tolani, he's back home and um, he's now joining us via Zoom. Tolani, once again, good afternoon and uh, thank you so much for making time for us. How does it feel being back home? Uh, good afternoon, Sam. Like, um, I'm feeling overwhelmed with joy. And like, I would really like to thank all of the South Africans and my community, especially in Masilonyana, who helped me get out of that area and then to come back home safe. Uh-huh. So I'm really happy right now that I'm home, sir. Really happy to be back home, yeah? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. Can, can you take us back to the time that you were still um, still in Asia, um, especially when you were in Myanmar before you were able to, to escape? What were your hopes at the time? Uh, so I was hoping like to, to get out of that area because it was in like a nice environment. It was very dangerous, especially. It was like, I'm in, I'm in jail because like there were walls and then razor wires and the soldiers so it wasn't easy for you to get out of that area so i was really hoping like someday i could get out of that area and then return back home mm. Mm. and then eventually, and then eventually you eventually managed to you escape ma- now eventually like i had like two two options it's either it's either I, I go to the other company or uh like like i i resign like some sort of they fire me if they fire me, they're gonna take all of their like other costs incurred, like like the flight ticket to go there, and like yeah, other costs. So I chose to quit, and then like they fire me, they took all of their other expenses, and then they let me go. Yeah, and then when you then eventually um, managed to get in touch with the community members who were able to assist you, and I guess some sense of relief though. Um, and and now that you're back home also is, what are some of the lessons, though, that you have learned from all of this and, and this particular experience? And what is it that you'd like to say to fellow South Africans as well who may find themselves as desperate as you were at some point and applied for a job online? Yeah, it's my, from my experience, is that, like, if you make a like a research, you must go deep, find out about the job that you're applying for there overseas, um like make contact with Deco and the embassy ask about like that particular job in a certain country mm. because my like from my experience i did a little bit of a research i did research about the job but i didn't go deep into details where do you think you went wrong um like everything was there i searched the location like okay those people are like they are like in a call center. If like let's say you ask them like a tricky question, like they will ask someone else to answer that question. So it's like it's one mind against that. Mm. Yes, so that's how they managed to like to encounter some of the questions that I was asking. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, but but were there any red flags though for you? Um, you say that you you did your own research. Um, perhaps there are certain things that you could have done better. But now in hindsight, now that you're back home, were there any red flags for you to say that hey, perhaps this could be um, something untoward here? There could be something very wrong here. Yeah, the way so like um like the thing like the location of the area, like if I if I was trying to make a video call to view the place, like they were kinda like uh, skeptical about that. Like they were only they were only um concerned with me, like I have to make a voice call, not the video call. Mm-hmm. And during the period that you were there, were you at all scared for your life? Yes, there was a, like there was a time where a certain Chinese like was trying to escape the place, and then he got caught. And then, like in front of our eyes, like they were using electric shock device just to choke him, and like we were all scared. And this was so done got- in front of you. Sorry? This was done in front of you guys? Yes, it was done in front of us. And like, we were so scared. And like, we were working some sort of like 12 hours, uh, 12 hours a day. And sometimes if you didn't work well, like you get in like an overtime of an hour. Yeah, you spoke earlier on about, uh, well, last week when we spoke to you, you mentioned some of the work that you were supposed to do, including um, scamming rich people, which of course is a, is, is, is a crime of its, on its own. Um, has any of the law enforcers, um, investigators reached out to you and asked you to testify in any case relating to what this company is doing? Uh, let's say, uh, according to my research, I have learned that like even the like Indian government was having the same issue about people going there, and then some of the citizens were not able to come back. So, um, yeah, that's what I've learned about that place. And then like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but anything from your end where you are being asked to to testify in a criminal case or to give evidence in a criminal case, considering that, as you said last week, that uh, part of the work being done by the company is also um, scamming rich people, especially rich men. Hello, hello, hello. Um, so, uh, no comment hello. about that. No comment on that. Yes. Okay. But in conclusion, what would you like to tell South Africans listening to this conversation right now? Is that you must always make sure, like when you go abroad, make a deep research about the work that you are like you are being offered. And then uh, the other thing is the like the those like uh, those job job websites sometimes are uh, like the example like Pinet. Like I didn't know. I trusted like that platform or like in terms of the uh, uh, authenticity like it is legit everything that that is, that is coming out of like pinet maybe might not it might not be some sort of people that are uh, like are going to scam me so it was my like 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 my thing like my weakest point 
so you must always like you must always be careful about those uh websites yeah Kolani, thank you so much for your time and once again thanks a lot for speaking to us and well done um welcome back home and uh, hopefully you're able to rebuild your your life and perhaps find the career that you've actually studied for and uh, the dreams that you've had for yourself uh, thank you, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. That is uh, Kolani Fongo, uh, the man that we spoke to last week while still in Asia, trying to find his back, uh, fr- trying to find his way back. But of course, um, struggled. Um, we had to find money as well. But at least uh, the community member was uh, community members were able to assist him and uh, raise those that money that was needed. And now, do I thank you as well for um, the conversation that you had with us and also just telling us how community members were able to come together and uh, put together this money to make sure that uh, Golani returns home safely. And indeed, he is back home in Bloemfontein. 0614-104-107. Your tweets at Aldrin St. Pierre. And you can also drop me a call on 086 0032.